Welcome to the Better Wherever podcast, where we are better together wherever, whatever the weather, whether we're together or not. Um, Today, I am joined by Jolene and Toby. And um, as always, I have a joke for us. And as we explained last week, we've run out of Christian jokes. So these are just generic corny jokes. These are secular jokes. Yeah, these are secular. (laughs) So if you need to mute us... You can, you know. Um, okay, are you guys ready for the question? Mm-hmm. Very. Great. This one's for you, Toby. Oh, good. What do you call a pig that does karate? Oh, I know this one, actually. Oh, I know it. I think I know it. It's a pork chop. Yeah. A pork chop. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, one's especially it. for Toby because today we are fasting and Toby's got a pork chop just waiting for him in a oh, couple yeah. hours. So. Even better than that, it's a whole pork line that I'm going to roast in the oven. It's so so we're going to be amazing. dreaming of pork mm-hmm. during our conversation. And very maybe showing up at Toby's door? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, very we sorry. We are walking to Toby as we speak. <laughs> just kidding. Um, also, before we go on, I feel like it is important for me to make a statement, a follow-up right. statement from our last episode. Uh-oh. And this is for our regular listeners. If you tuned in last week, Jolene and I had a discussion. I would not call it an argument, but a discussion about mm. the plural of octopus. Passionate debate. It was a passionate conversation, uh-huh. I would say. And um, Jolene was pretty confident that it was octopi. I was pretty confident that it was octopod. And I Googled it. And I stated that based on the Google def, you know, the, the first thing that came up, it said um, it's actually octopuses. And while many people say octopi, it is wrong. Now, this is just um, a helpful rule of thumb for people is to not only read the bold, because we kind of concluded that we were both wrong, but also between the bold text, there was a, a sentence that I didn't read because I was lazy, and it said, the plural is octopuses and less commonly octopods, although it's not often used, and then octopi is wrong. So I just need to like <laughs> Interesting. A, amend that a little bit mm. and to say I was right. Fascinating. Jolene was still wrong, but I was right. So we know for a fact that it's not octopuses. i'm pretty confident but i don't know for a fact okay um what if it's like octop what if it's octopuses from different species i don't even know what you're talking about so like you know okay so you know how like with fish right like if i have like two trout it's just two fish but if i have a trout a striper and then a flounder it's fishes enough boy scout stuff right (laughs) None of us know the different kinds of octopuses, okay? I'm just curious. I think there's one, and it's called the octopus. Okay. That is my scientific belief. Mm. Um, Okay, back on track after we just discovered that I was correct after all. Um, Today, we are not, again, we are not talking about octopuses or octopods. Um, We are, in fact, talking about something very different. We are having a heart-to-heart, three of us, talking about how is Jesus forming us in this time. 
Um, it's a very kind of generic question. What is Jesus doing in our lives? Where do we feel him moving? And we're just going to have a little chat about that. And so I hope that you enjoy this episode of Better Wherever. Um, like I said, we're going to be talking about how Jesus is forming us. So yeah, Toby, why don't you start us off? But yeah, we're just going to chat, have a discussion, the three of us. Cool. Yeah, um, man, I would love to start on this enormous topic. Um, wow. <laughs> he would love to. He means that I didn't want to. <laughs> right, right. I mean, <laughs> we and Vaughn told him. Yeah, I mean, it is Chi Alpha. So mm-hmm. um, whew, how is Jesus forming me? Um I think this past season of life, and by season, I mean the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, I, have a, I have a coach that I talk to once a month, and he put it really well. Um, his name's Matt, um, so shout out, Matt, if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Um, he said this great line that I thought was really insightful for me in transitioning to D.C. and support raising in just kind of the, the things that I'm taking out of my life. Um, he had said, I always think that I trust God so much until I realize I don't trust him at all. And mm-hmm. I think that's really applicable for me kind of yeah. now. Yeah, it is. It is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I think God is kind of stretching <laughs> where I am at uh, and kind of helping me to question some of the underlying assumptions that I had in my faith of mm-hmm. what he's like and kind of renewing my perspective on the gospel. So yeah, yeah that's a lot to unpack there, mm, but in sure. kind of summary, that's, that's where I feel like yeah. my life is at. It's funny you say that. And I feel like you articulate you, that, that statement articulates so well, something that I was going to share and, and processing too, where it's like, you kind of don't know where you got from like, wh- where you were before to now being like, wait, do I trust you at all? <laughs> like, you know, it, I feel like that process is usually blurry and maybe part of that is because like we are now all the distractions are stripped away mm-hmm. like you know I've, I've just been thinking about how much of my worship was really just informed by who I was around or what I was around or how often I was you know at NCC or or on worship or whatever how much of, you know, my prayer life is defined by prayer meetings that were just on the schedule. Um, And of course, those are important things. And we have those on the schedule for a reason. But I think when that was like stripped away, totally, you know, like everything is gone all of a sudden. um, You know, it, it, I came to a place where it was like, oh, like how authentic has my worship been? I don't just mean like singing worship, you know, in church or whatever, but just like my relationship with Jesus, how authentic is it? And yeah, to go from like feeling like it's like, you you know, you don't really feel the process of getting to that place necessarily until you're there. And that's kind of how I've been feeling. Um, And I think also, I mean, we're just in this very extreme time where we are questioning everything and everything that we believe about God. I think I've said this like in a very early podcast where I was just thinking about like, you know, rethinking prayer when I, you know, believe in a God of healing and all of that. Well, how does that relate to over 200,000 deaths in our country alone? Mm -hmm. Um, 
how does it relate to uh, this pandemic or the systemic racism and you know all of these things that it's like okay I can't reconcile that with my beliefs before um, that were just so easily believable because of just privilege and kind of ease of of life yeah. um, and I think that that can take someone like totally to the other extreme and say you know screw it this is all fake yeah. um, mm -hmm. and I think we have to really guard ourselves from that and instead yeah. ask those questions and let ourselves ask those questions and be okay sitting with that for a while if we need to like I think we try to either rush out of it like say oh actually it's all good or rush out of it and say yeah this is all false um like our, our faith is all fake or whatever and I think like I feel like I'm in a place where I'm having to say okay, I need to sit with these questions. I need to sit with these doubts and I need to humble myself and, and, and realize that everything that I thought I had the answers to, maybe I don't and it's okay to entertain these questions. Yeah. yeah. Um, at, at, you know, in order to actually have a deeper relationship with Jesus at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think for myself and for a lot of people, I'm sure, I think that this season and by this season I mean March 2020 to now um, <laughs> is characterized by just like hard questions. Like I think yeah. I've just like had to sit with hard questions and I think partly because of like, you know, how crazy this year has been, but I think also just something about like having the distractions of other things taken away has had me have time to literally just like sit Mm -hmm. and process and like think about these things and like really mull over these like deep questions about faith about how god relates to about how i relate to about how like what do i think about these things what i believe about yeah. these things um because you're just kind of like you have no choice but to just like sit with it and also sitting with it like how what the answer that i determine from these questions determines my experience in my world and like everything like i feel like there's yeah. also more of a felt need to have answers to these questions because i'm like I guess I never answer these hard questions about, you know, why these bad things are happening or, you know, what, how do we think about fighting for racial justice or all this different stuff. It's like, you know, I've thought about these things, but I feel like we, there's a really deep felt need to get an answer to those things yeah. right now. Yeah. And so I think a lot of my own like personal, like quiet time prayer life is like, I don't know what to think about these things or how I should view my own theology and like just kind of taking the time to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's such like a, a long process too. It's like, I, I resonate a lot with what you're saying, Jolene, where it's like, um, I as a person very much like to have answers. Like I like study, mm -hmm. I like learning, I like coming up mm -hmm. with, with um, facts and formulas, you know? Um, not that I'm a math guy, I'm very bad at math, but mm -hmm. like, it feels good to be able to say, this is what I believe and here's how it works out in all these different scenarios. Mm -hmm. yeah. when, when in reality, like, I guess a lot of the stuff that I've been learning in the COVID has been like, <laughs> you know, how personal God is and personal in the sense of like, God is a person. Like he has emotions, he has feelings, he has thoughts, mm -hmm. he has a will. And it, he's not, um, yeah, I, I guess it's kind of forcing me to realize like, how much have I been viewing God as cosmic slot machine versus how much yeah. do I understand God mm. as a living person? Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of, I don't know about you guys. It can be a scary place to be in. Like to be like, Oh no, 
I'm in ministry. I teach mm-hmm. others. I lead worship. Um, any ounce of doubt that bubbles to the surface, the first reaction is like, this isn't good. <laughs> like either and like either stuff it or like pretend it's not there or, you know, and I don't think that I, I think, you know, <laughs> this is a much bigger conversation and this isn't a conversation about other people, but I think a lot of the times when we see a lot of failings in church leadership is what is probably a result of doubt or sin or whatever coming up like part of that nature coming up and us not recognizing it for what it is you know Mm -hmm. and I think that that's like you know been an interesting place to be in not that I've never doubted faith in my life I mean I have but like you were saying Jolene like to for everything to be silent you know like we Mm -hmm. are here and and we have church on a screen which like I'm glad that we even have that but like we're really forced to do this on our own like in a lot of ways but yeah I think like the the removing anything that feels like a good distraction from like bad feelings or negative feelings or whatever like since that's not there like you're kind of just like stuck in it you're 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 there and you're forced to to deal with it or not, you know, if, if you don't, then I think that that's even worse off. But like, I, you know, was thinking about the last, even just the last few days about prayer. And sometimes I think I had said this in our staff meeting, sometimes prayer in this time feels stressful because it's like, I have so many things to pray about. And if I don't address them all, if I don't pray about them hard enough, if I don't spend enough time on each one, I'm never going to see the answer. You know, I, I'm never going to see our country um, defeat racism. I'm never going to see, you know, the the election cycle calm down. I'm never going to see the coronavirus, you know, finished or whatever. And like, I feel like I view prayer so much on like my own responsibilities. And I think Jesus is like kind of been teaching me in this time of slowing down that it's like, it's not up to me, my prayer. Like we do pray, we do intercede, we do fast, but like prayer is about coming to Jesus and being in relationship with him and being filled up, you know? And I had a moment where it was like, I feel like the Lord was just saying, hey, I know all of those things, you know? I know all of the um, the, the prayer requests you have, like they're on my heart too. Like, will you just be here with me for right now? And it felt like, okay, I don't need to rush <laughs> to pray all these things so that God hears them all. Like, he, he's never going to hear them unless I pray them, you know, yeah. which, like, that's not how our omniscient God works. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's made, I feel like I'm just rethinking prayer and don't necessarily have the answer. And, I, and it didn't mean, like, in that moment that I just had this, like, amazing moment, like, personally with Jesus. And we were just, like, hanging out BFFs. But it was, like, it kind of started to refocus like what is prayer about yeah i think i think a lot of COVID is learning the same lessons over and over again um, mm-hmm. because i think i've been in that exact frame of mind like multiple times especially like i think what happens what tends to happen with me is like there's rare like break moments i get in COVID, like whether it's taking a hike or like having a conference online or something like that, where it does feel a little bit different than the normal routine. I think a lot of them have kind of made me zoom out and see like, oh, 
God is totally in control, even if it's not the type of control that I, I want him to be in. Um, and, and I said that I wanted to learn, you know, to be intimate with Jesus in a, on a day-to-day basis. And I said that I wanted to go deeper into his presence even more, but have mm-hmm. I actually done that? And it's like, well, kind of, but mm-hmm. I think there's even more that I need to continue to, to learn. And it's like, I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's God kind of taking his time and really building in lessons that I'm probably ready to hear at this point, but need to go slowly through, if that makes sense. Well, and maybe part of the lesson, I've been thinking about this, like, I feel like this is true probably in general of humans, but definitely I think in our, in in the Northeast, in, in us as a staff team, like who we are, we're high achieving people, you know, with like kind of a, if I do this, then this is the result. And I do wonder if, like, this season is teaching us, like, our actions, when it comes to, like, our faith, it's not like doing these things immediately results in this very specific thing that we think it should result in. It doesn't mean that our actions don't have results. I think that they do. But, like, maybe it's just not what, like, our mind comprehends or expects. And, like, I think part of that is just understanding God's timing and how he views the world, which is like maybe more the fact that we will never understand that. But I think that that's really hard for us. Like even if we are ready to receive it or are ready to hear it, um, maybe part of the lesson is like, I don't know, saying like, yeah, but it's not just like a step-by-step and now I'm going to reveal it to you. Because that's not like, he doesn't, we don't earn his revelation, right? you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so maybe that's part of the lesson too that we're learning is like, hey, let's keep showing up, let's keep doing this, keep asking the questions, but like, that's not what earns mm-hmm. clarity, you know? Right, right. Yeah, and at a certain point, it's like clarity might not be earned at all. No, well, no, I don't might never get to be okay yeah, no. with like, yeah. I think there's some questions that we can ask, and I think there's some maybe almost like peace that God can give us about certain things, but like mm-hmm. to a certain degree, it's also recognizing like interrogating your theology and what you think about things is important but also at a certain point there's a limit to what we can understand right oh, and absolutely. i feel like most of the processing is then processing the fact that you can't understand it, like because yeah. that sucks well and i think that maybe part of the lesson in that too is like it's made us it makes us wrestle with scripture the way that we're meant to wrestle with scripture instead of like blindly taking it in and never wrestling with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think like we're saying some of these questions that we're asking about, like, you know, for instance, theology. I mean, we've, <laughs> we've been thinking about that a lot in this election cycle. Like mm-hmm. what side would Jesus be on? And I think the answer is he does, isn't on one side or the other, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it's making us ask a lot of questions about like, what do we believe about, you know, whatever. Um, but maybe like the lesson isn't, that we will get an answer at the end of searching for this. Maybe it's that in this time, we're learning the importance of just wrestling in general, like, and thinking critically about our faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like stripping away everything that we thought was the point of our faith, like, you know, really mm-hmm. secure and well-written theological statements and like mm-hmm. a great mm-hmm. understanding of how to approach ministry problems, which those things are good but they aren't faith in itself. Like yeah. Jesus, Jesus is 
he's not found in our systems. He's his own, he's his own entity. Like we, we come to Jesus, we come to Jesus, not to anything else. Yeah. Which is just like, not like that, like A plus B equals C kind of. Absolutely. Mentality. Mm -hmm. And I just think we've been so privileged you know, in good ways, but then there's the negative consequences of it, like privileged of being able to have a regular routine where we can go to a church building and we can go to our community. We can have scheduled prayer time and we sing together that, you know, and it creates this emotion or this feeling. And and I just think to have that totally stripped away is like kind of jarring and we're all having to learn something that we've been so privileged to never have to experience before. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's kind of been adding urgency to my, uh, to my time with the Lord, not in like a, I have to hurry up and get this done. Otherwise I'm not going to get my work done type of urgency, but an urgency in the sense of like recognizing how valuable it actually is to have Mm -hmm. a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it, I I was just actually, this is fitting. I was just reading um, in Matthew 13 today about uh, the, um, the merchant searching for pearls and he finds one of like exceptional quality and he sells everything that he has to go and buy that pearl. And he has joy like at the end of that process. Yeah. And I guess it's kind of like this season showing me like, okay, what are you actually willing to give up so that you could have treasure in, in the kingdom so that you can, yeah. you yeah. can experience the joy that Jesus has for you in relationship with him. Like, because yeah you know, yes, it's COVID. Yes, we're all inside all the time, but there's a million other ways that I can fill my time. But mm-hmm. am I willing to set up when there's no schedule, yeah. when there's no constraints, am I yeah. willing to carve out That's that so time good. to be with him? Yeah. yeah. And what do we, I've been processing that too. I think maybe just to continue on what you're saying, Toby, like, is Jesus worth it? Mm. Like, what mm-hmm. do I believe about Jesus? You know, and is he alone worth it? Because I think maybe before I would say, yes, Jesus is worth it. But what I was also saying is Jesus is worth it because it's also worth it to have a great community. It's also worth it that I get to lead worship with, you know, this amazing church that, you know, it's worth, Jesus is worth it because of all of these things that I was getting as a part of my faith, which is a great blessing, but not guaranteed. And so when all of those out like you know kind of related blessings disappear Mm -hmm. in quarantine and we're left with only Jesus is Jesus enough and have I formed my faith in a way that Jesus will always and has always been enough without those other things and I think the answer I have to humbly say is I don't think it was you know Mm -hmm. like I and I don't think that that's like Oh, got to throw in the towel. I was just a terrible Christian. I think it's just more opening our eyes to like, how can I grow to be a truer follower of Jesus? Um, And that's why I think like the persecuted church, you know, has something on us when it comes to faith, because really they don't have anything. And they they truly, truly believe that Jesus is worth everything, that they risk their lives for it. And um, I'm not risking my life for my faith, but I am having to decide, like, is Jesus worth my time of day? Is Jesus that treasure yeah. to put my thoughts and my mind on and, and to still make decisions that bring me closer to him? And that's all we talked about that at um, weekly worship, like to make decisions 
against sin in order to have a deeper relationship with Jesus. Like, is that those decisions are still there? Yeah. Um, is he is he worth it still? Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like the that's so true because for me the difficult thing then becomes it's like honestly it's been harder I feel like connecting with God since we've like all been home and or since like really the world stopping I don't know mm-hmm. but like <laughs> I feel like it's been harder and I was not expecting that because I remember at first being like well you know what maybe this is still a great chance or now I can spend more time you mm-hmm. know in my prayer time and my like Bible reading and all that but for some reason it was like so much more difficult for me to yeah. feel fully connected and I think a part of it is because for so long, I felt connected, quote unquote connected, mm-hmm. because I was doing a ton of ministry things and I was going yep. to church and I was going to small group and I was able, and I probably was genuinely connected with God through those things. I don't think sure. those things were wrong, yep. but there is something about like stripping that away and being like, all right, when it's just me alone in my apartment sitting here, what's left? Mm-hmm. Like, what is there? And if I think for a right. long time, I was like frustrated because like, why is it harder? Like, I don't distract me. Why is it harder? But I think it's because there probably wasn't much left. And there probably wasn't really that much there. And so I had to learn to be like, okay, what does it mean for me to like, for Jesus to be enough for me if it's just Mm -hmm. me and him? I know it's not how it's supposed to be set up. We're supposed to be able to be in community, obviously, in the season we can't in the way we used to. But like, there should still be something there. And it was just so difficult for so long because I'm like, looking back, I was like, oh, maybe there just wasn't much there outside Mm -hmm. of all the other things that I was doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I wonder too if it's a, if it's almost like a um, uh, it's almost like training in prioritizing, right? Mm-hmm. So like you know we've uh, like Natalie, you were saying, and Jolene, you, you were you were getting into this as well, where it's like pre-COVID, like one of the big blessings of being a part of a faith community is community. It's like friendships, it's relationships, yeah. it's being close with people. Mm-hmm. I think I think the COVID era has been uh, an interesting challenge because it's like. Um, it's helping me learn to prioritize those things where it's not just Mm -hmm. my friendships are happening because I'm a part of a spiritual community. Now it's, I'm a part of a spiritual community. How am I investing in my friendships? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it puts things, it, you know, puts things back in their rightful place that like, you know, in some ways it's like, oh man, I'm never going to take friends for granted again. I'm never going to take, you know, um, the campus buildings and my, our basement office for granted ever again or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and sure, but maybe like as followers of Jesus, the real response is like, when I get back, where do you, if we're, if we're examining our faith in the way that we are right now, when we do get back and, and have friendships again, at least um, in person, when we do have worship services and we are in a building, like where is their rightful place? Because I'm wondering if, we collectively as a community just as a church body but also individually have maybe put the church building have put the community have put the songs you know in in a place above the source you Mm -hmm. know which is jesus and so like maybe it's kind of like a realigning like you're saying of priorities that those things are good and they are designed by god but where where do they go because like when those were switched when they were stripped away like you're saying jolene was there anything left and it's one thing when you're in a season of blessing and having all of those things to to ask if you were asked like but is jesus still the center it's you know and and the the lens that you see everything through whatever it's one thing to say yes then Mm -hmm. um 
but you don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. if you're not really paying attention, you don't know because we haven't been tested in that. Right. Um, and now that we're tested, I'm like, okay, well, that's a rude awakening. And I think you could feel my, the danger in this, maybe, I don't know if you guys would relate. The danger in this is, um, for me, has been feeling condemnation about that. Like, feeling, like, guilty. Like, that I have been wrong or, yeah. you know, that I'm not a good Christian or a good leader or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a, it's a wrong view to view God as, like, standing there saying, I told you so. Right. Or, see, I'm testing you because yeah. your faith wasn't as strong as you thought it was. Like, like I don't. You failed. And that's kind of how I view him, not, like, intentionally, but that's, like, the the image that my is my default and like mm-hmm. I you know I'm having to like really force myself to to actually ask him like what are you act what are you really saying and I feel like he's like you know I'm doing this as a grace to you you know mm-hmm. like this just see this as a way like I'm allowing you a path to come closer to me whereas before you were blinded to it you know um but yeah I think like my default is to view God as saying like, you know, you were doing a bad job, you know? Um, And I don't think God ever is that, I would never tell anyone else that that's what he's saying to them. Why do I view that about how he speaks to me? You know? Nat, that's so like, that's so good. Like, oh, that, Mm -hmm. like, that reminder of, would you tell anybody else the things that you tell yourself? That's mm-hmm. like such a powerful tool. I, like in my life, I use that all the time where it's like, right. I, I would never, ever say to any one of my, my spiritual friends the things that I tell myself about my own faith. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like so interesting to have that like turned around all yeah. of a sudden. It's mm-hmm. like, no, what do you actually think? And, and sometimes it's like, yeah, I think God can, um, you know, I think there's been seasons where God is kind of like, give me a bit of a, uh, a sure, share of like, you know, kind yeah, of yeah. like, Hey, like, you know, you said that this is important to you. Is it actually, but mm-hmm. it's never been out of a place of you're doing a bad job, Toby, you need to step it up and be better at your faith. Right. It's always out of a posture of, I want so much more for you than what you're yes. currently experiencing. And it's like, I want, I want, I feel like sometimes he's like, when I'm like, God, I want to be near you. And he's like, I want that too. You know? Yeah, right. yeah, he's exactly, like, exactly. yeah, I like, died for that. I know. Coy, you know, I'm not like getting enjoyment out of you, like searching for me and I'm running off. He's like, I'm here. And I, I just, I'm, I'm not saying that he caused a pandemic just so that like I can be closer. Right. To him. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying, but like, I think, you know, he uses these and redeems these seasons by saying like, I can use this so that you can find me better or that you can be more in tune to to my heart and my presence. And like, yeah. And that's not to say um, that we believe in cheap grace either, or like, Mm -hmm. Oh, you screwed up. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) And no meanism. Right. Or like, you know, even like Gnosticism, like that my sin is, in my body the physical is, is separate from the spiritual yeah. like yeah you know it's not to say that we aren't called to live in righteousness or just to excuse all of our mess ups and mistakes yeah. but i i don't know for me i'm more in danger of being legalistic than i am in being mm. uh a gnostic <laughs> um yeah 
and some people that's, that's not true for them but I think like for me <clears throat> I view God more as like the hey you messed up again yeah um and, and maybe that's a part of just growing up in a Christian culture and and learning about sin from a young age but like yeah it's like sin is real and it separates us from God but I think maybe God's response in correcting us yeah it, maybe it's maybe tone maybe like we say that about ourselves mm. right like tone really matters mm. um maybe his tone is not what I hear him saying you know that's why I think about like that story in Job when he says like Job did you put the stars in the sky when Job is like asking like why is this all mm -hmm. happening and I feel like I've often read I've said this before often read that like God saying did you put the stars in the sky like nope mm -hmm. I did so you don't know anything but I don't <laughs> think that that's the tone at all that he has like the more I read that and the more I understand the character of God where he's saying like Job I know this is hard but like put stars in the sky like I do know what I'm doing you yeah. know and I and it really is like he's saying the same thing but it's tone yeah. right yeah yeah that's good too because I feel like for me at least one of the differences I think between the more recent months of this year has been and now I'm thinking about this way too is like in some ways leaning into and experiencing God's kindness because I think it's made me recognize like my own faults or shortcomings or the fact that I feel distant or the fact that because this year I'm dealing with like anger in all these different areas like I feel like I'm like looking at my heart and I'm like oh shoot like this is not good <laughs> right. like right and, it, and I think in some ways though it's kind of like God's kindness though because in that he's just like yeah I know it's not great but like yeah. let's sit here let's figure it out Do you know right. what I mean and so I feel like I've felt more freedom I think more recently also to be like all right God this is what I'm dealing with this is how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. I'm not okay. And I think also just like having everything else slow down has allowed me to kind of examine my heart in ways and that I usually am that, not yeah. able to. And like, you can't avoid yourself when you're really just like home yeah. all the time. With like, yourself. Yeah. And yeah, everyone yeah. is like thinking about like, it's just, yeah. you get really deep. Yeah. Um, but I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, this is like God's kindness to be like, Julian, if you're angry, like that makes sense. Like, of course you're angry because you can't go anywhere. You know, right. I was like, I'm angry because, you know, I can't go anywhere. There are people who are doing things that are making it take longer for me to go anywhere. You know, yeah. I'm angry because it's been 400 years and black people still aren't free. Right. I'm angry because this election is a mess. Like I'm angry yeah. like for all these reasons. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And to be able to like, be honest about those things and be like, I don't have to get mad at myself first for how I react. Like I can sit there and mm -hmm. unpack that, those things with him and like, it is a grace to be able to be like, oh yeah, all these things are wrong in my heart right now. Some of it's not wrong. So that right, the anger is righteous. Sure. I believe right, that. right. Yes. Um, but there's like certain parts of me that are not, and I'm like, right. oh, rather than beat myself up over these things or just sit around and be like, oh my god, this, I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I treated this person that way. I can't believe I did that. It's like, Julian, just be aware of it and like come sit with me and like let's figure it out. And I'm like, oh, there's there's kindness. Right in this whole like examining my heart thing. I don't just have to beat, up, beat myself up when I see things that yeah. are wrong. And I think that like, let's sit with this and figure it out together is like, he's not excusing the wrong parts. He's not saying like, yeah, you can feel the sinful things or you can yeah. deal with whatever because we're in the season. But he's saying like, I recognize that in, in the world you live in, that's valid. Let's, let's untie that and find something I hesitate to use the word productive because not everything is like productive, right? Mm -hmm. But like, yeah. let, let's shape this into what God has designed for us. Like, how do we use righteous anger and what area is not righteous anger? And, and I think some of that really, like we were saying at the very beginning, takes humility. 
mm-hmm. being willing to say when we, when we realize, hey, this is not good, that <laughs> whatever's in my heart is not good, or my yeah. reaction to, uh, well, let's just, I'll say what it is, my reaction to Trump having coronavirus today, you know, mm-hmm. like, let's like examine the yeah. parts of me that are not Jesus. I still haven't figured out how I'm supposed to respond to that. Well, sure. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't know that was, but, I still don't like, know how I should feel. That's why I haven't tweeted. But that's, that's the whole thing. And that's what I'm, I guess that's what I'm getting at is like, I think it's more common that we think we know how to respond to that. Yeah. And I, I feel like what God's shaping in me is to say like, it's okay to be totally torn or confused or to really want to think the wrong way and but still recognize that that's where you're leaning you know like Mm -hmm. and i think that that takes humility to not just feel like everything that i'm doing is right um but but to be willing to sit with it and say okay jesus would you untie this like jumbled mess that's in my heart in my head right now um and a willingness to sit with him for a while because it probably will take a while because our world is a total dumpster fire yeah probably for all of time has been um in many different ways but it's obviously just very extreme right now mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot yeah i feel like we don't have any answers to any of our questions right now nope. but that wasn't really the point um <laughs> i think that this is like i hope encouraging to others to be willing to like be okay with the messiness and we're in a season where we can't escape the messiness. And if we try to, we're probably um, cutting off something that like God wants to do. Yeah. Um, and maybe just also validation that it doesn't get cleaned up overnight. Um, and we're kind of confronting years and years and generations and generations of um, <laughs> jumbled things. Yeah. Um, but I am, I don't know, maybe it's just that misery loves company. I'm encouraged that we're kind of in a similar place and walking through this together. And I think that that's really the whole point of community is that we're willing to be honest about these things and do it together and encourage each other. And um, and yeah, to not expect that like we come out of this whenever we're out of quarantine or whatever, that we you know expect that then everything's going to be great. Um, yeah. But to know like we are continually in process being formed by Jesus every single day. Yeah. And will we let him do that? I guess is the the prompt. Yeah. Like absolutely open our hearts to that, you know? Yeah, that makes total sense. It's yeah. good. Well, thanks for joining in and listening to our conversation. I hope that in some ways it was discouraging and that you don't feel like, you know, the pastors at DC Chi Alpha are like ready to throw in a towel and give up on faith. We're not. <laughs> we're just trying to grow closer to Jesus. We're not going nowhere. Don't worry. No, we're, we're not going staying anywhere. Right here. We're I, staying here. We're wrestling with him. I have the Oh Hello's uh, three EPs just on like massive repeat because they're all about nice. like this exact same thing that we've been talking mm-hmm. about. And yeah. uh, otherwise I'm doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're going to wrestle. And the truth is like, if we're ever not wrestling with God, we're probably getting a little bit stagnant. So, yep. um, so yeah, I, I'm grateful for you guys and good for this conversation and I hope others are as well. So thanks for tuning in and uh, we'll 
see you next week on Better Wherever. It's so funny because I'm thinking about it. I'm like, it's such a serious note, and the music is like kind of. I know. I know. Yeah, it's gonna feel a little off. I was thinking that too, but it'll be fine.